Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Monday. Um, Yeah, it's uh, our uh, our. We have this like this really really cool soundboard that has like everything connected with the mics and the and the um the ear earphones and stuff and it might be time for a new one. Yeah, so let's get an know. audio check if anybody's listening in this yeah, morning. Just you, the, audio on sound okay end. on your end is really awful over here, but that's <laughs> I think it's inside our headphones. So. I know. So well, and we did have a we had a client meeting when this started happening, and they're like, "Yep, we're getting." Yeah. We're getting absolutely so fine. Anna Marie is listening yep. live. Can does audio sound okay, Anna Marie? Does it, does it sound? It's, it's yes. Okay, okay good. good. All right. Excellent. Moving. Thank you. We can put um, up with it over here. Yeah, we can. Uh, uh, Monday. What do we got? Uh, we have announcements for uh, this coming Wednesday. Which is, yeah, in two days. Yeah, the two days. What is Wednesday? We have we have something scheduled already for Wednesday. Um, and then Monday we have, Oh, um, it's, it's, we're going to have, um, uh, Maggie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were on her podcast mm-hmm. talking about leads and, and, um, how, uh, you know, it was, it was mostly about like some of the really atrocious ways that people express customer service. And, um, so, but we, we were going to take a, a different spin. Yeah. on it and then um and then uh go a little bit further in some of the things that we talked about so yeah. we're looking forward to, it was a really great podcast that yeah, we and that should be coming out i think uh tuesday so tomorrow that right. podcast so we'll have her on the air with yeah. that and then next monday is brent carmichael so those of you who don't know him he's someone you probably want to um want to listen in because he's pretty fantastic so. yeah for sure in fact there's a chance we'll have a follow-on to today's conversation um you know when we get to brent in the the uh, broadcast because on um, next Monday, because oh, yeah. there's kind of a, there's a bigger subject tied to this one. Mm-hmm. And we have limited amount of data for the conversation we want to have today. The, the subject was, or is the um, price we pay for higher prices. Yeah. The price we pay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's basically just kind of um, taking, there's two things that we're breaking down here. One mm-hmm. is going to be the cash impact that we pay for setting a higher price. Like I'm going to show you today, there's a very direct mm-hmm. price that we pay for, you know, having that, um, that higher price. So we'll talk about that. We talked about this on an episode with Hugo Sanchez a few months ago, and it's, I just made time this weekend to dig into it a little deeper and be able to break down kind of what the, the difference really is. And then we've got a couple of video clips. In fact, we might talk about that part first, Michelle. Let's um, back in March. Let's let's kind of set these up. Um, back in March, we did a, a virtual live stream event, an all day event. And I got to tell you, the information that came out of that was so good. You can find that I think in our um, in our available um, page or the available products, if you will, at um, BHPH Institute. But that um, that session and this particular session that we're going to uh, take some uh, clips from was the one on capital. And I've grabbed mm-hmm. two clips from Steve Burke because I remember the day that we had this conversation on the 
on the broadcast on this live stream that it was it was really pivotal. I mean, let's just make sure everybody understands. Steve Burke is a guy at Agora who's had a long career in finance. Um, he said, and uh, and the broadcast just how many years, but you know he's been at it a good good long. I mean, I want to say forty plus years. He's been in finance and owned finance companies and has really high level analytics. And so when you hear him talk about what you're going to hear from this little one minute video, mm-hmm. just understand you're talking about somebody who's got deep access to numbers. Yeah. And so this is kind of, let's, this is the first side of what we're going to, not so much the cash impact near term, but just the impact of charging a higher price. Okay, so go ahead. Let's go ahead. Oh, I've got to buy $7,000 cars that I've got to put in the same customer's hands that two years ago, I would have probably barely put in a five grand ride. So help me out. Low, lower your lower your LTV and look for a higher advance. I mean, you know, if you're putting a, a consumer in a high LTV vehicle, it's monopoly money, right? You, you just said it. You're not going to collect. It's not going to last. The customer is not going to last the term, and the car is not going to last the term. Why pump up a high LTV? Why make it more difficult for that customer to make payments and actually default? Put them in a lower LTV. It's not monopoly money anymore. Consumer can now trade out of the vehicle, whether with you or somewhere else, is more likely to be able to trade out of a vehicle because it's a lower LTV and look for a higher advance by putting better paper on the road. And better paper may not necessarily just be the consumer, but the deal structure is vital for that consumer to be able to make payments. Bro, I've got to buy $7,000 cars that I've got to put in the same that two years ago. I would probably barely put in a five grand. Hold on. There we go. I'm just going to shut that. I'm going to shut that puppy down. Shutting it down. Okay. So that was important. I think um, we can go ahead and play the other one uh, from Steve. So, yeah, if you're ready for that. Um, I think it's in that tab, isn't it? It's. Oh, it's this one right here. Okay. I think so. All right. We had it teed Let me up. Go ahead and do that. And we're going to present share screen and this one here. That's going to be it. Okay. And yeah, this will be it. And make sure that we're going to get it into the stage and then let's go for it. Okay. And this is the second one. And this is a question um, that Jeff Watson, uh, who we all know from the Independent Dealer Podcast. Are you proposing to me as a dealer that a lower gross could actually make me more money? A lower gross will make you more money because the gross is monopoly money because you're not collecting it because you're charging off whatever that excess is after you repossess the car. Why, Why have a repo only to charge it off? Why not try to mirror more than near prime paper where people actually do pay make more of a gross and you'll make it you'll make it over time and you're not writing off your monopoly money it's fake money i mean you put a car out at 200 percent ltv you're not collecting 200 are you proposing so okay yeah so this is the part that you know it's we look forward to the day that we've got more data ourselves to be able to um explain the, you know, in, in greater depth, what Steve is talking about there, when he refers to LTV, he's talking about loan to value. So you're really talking about, you know, your loan balance with the consumer relative to the value of the collateral, the car itself, right? So, mm-hmm. so you're, so what, 
what Steve is suggesting there is that when we reduce our price, reduce our gross, that customers going to have a higher chance of success. And I don't remember, I've had this conversation with a handful of dealers over the years where, you know, people will say, well, I can't collect the money if I don't charge for it. Right. That's sort of the mentality. I can't get it if I don't ask for it. Right. I can't collect it. And what Steve is really suggesting based on their many years of, you know, tracking loan performance is that the, those loans with the higher gross, the high LTV don't mm -hmm. perform as well. And, you know, this also kind of fits with a strategy that you hear me talk about a lot, which is I really want to have a strategy where the customer and the car performs well. And then we trade them out of the car before they ever reach the end of the contract mm -hmm. anyway, that we trade them out into something else. Now, I think we all understand that we need to have, you know, ample markup in there to justify the risk that we're taking. We charge APR, right? That's mm -hmm. part of what's supposed to offset our losses on the other side. But I think Steve couldn't be more clear there. He's basically saying you, you will have more charge-offs, you know, at the higher LTV, which is, you can be translated as higher gross profit, higher selling price. And so this is, um, you know, the, the alternative to that, your LTV could still be low at a high price if you had a massive down payment, right? But, but that's not what most of us enjoy. So this is a, a part that we, you know, we look forward to continue to flesh out. We, we're going to continue to work with the data people. And, and I'll tell you, this is part of what I see White Hat Way being able to do is because White Hat Way doesn't have a dog in this fight. White Hat Way is interested in the success of dealers. And, and so when and we speak up. And the success of the customer. Yeah, and too, ultimately so, the consumer, yeah. of course. Yeah, but I just think we we have that good fortune to be able to say we 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 just want the information in front of dealers. And so that's mm -hmm. what today is, is really about is just kind of breaking down um, something that is, it, it's just, today I'm going to show you hard, hard numbers. Which yeah, is yeah we actually, we're going to jump to a spreadsheet um, that uh, Jim, we, we mentioned it before on a different podcast a while ago. And it was, um, it was something that was surprising to Jim. And those of you who know what it is that, that Jim loves, this is like his happy place, is spreadsheets. Loves them, mm -hmm. loves them, loves them. He's got spreadsheets that we use for cash, mo cash flow modeling that he's been using for over a decade. And it's just, it continues to evolve. We just, we recently had, um, uh, did a cash flow modeling for um, a, a colleague of ours and and one of the comments was is like oh my goodness you really understand your stuff so um and and hopefully one of these days we'll get them on the show and kind of talk about one of some of the things that that should be dived into when you're doing cash flow modeling um but this is uh, let me go ahead and pull that up we're going to add that to the stage and i'm going to actually do this so um if you can make it a little bit bigger and yep. Okay. So those, those of you who've watched before have seen uh, part of this. This is part of the cash flow modeling spreadsheet that Jim works from. And um, what he's going to do is kind of give you a little bit of insight on based on all of the, the modeling for, um, you know, we go typically five years. Uh, what having um, doing some of these things that, that Steve mentions actually does in the long term. And, and, and again, we're always talking about, 
You know, we can think, oh, this is going to work better. Oh, this is going to work better. Oh, this is going to work better because from our experience, da, 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 da. But if you're not really measuring and you're not really like running the data and you're not, I, we, we, we've had uh, people on the show before. It's like, I didn't realize I always assumed. And it's like, once you measure. So this is about um, really looking at uh, how things play out. And there are, there are, uh, there are things in the spreadsheet that's, it's like, what is the typical repo rate? What is the typical yeah. this? So and it's so still accounting for that. This is where we get in trouble when you and I don't get a chance to compare notes enough okay. before the broadcast starts, because oh. I'm actually not talking about the part that Steve talked about. What I'm talking about here is really the near-term cash impact of us moving the selling price. Okay. So I'm just talking about the direct it cash. It relates, but oh, not yeah, the same. In yes. the end, it does. It's like, it's really about longer term performance, but but what this is meant to calculate is the very real cash impact to us as dealers when we do nothing, but we, we leave the APR the same, the customer's mm -hmm. payment is the same, the down payment is the same, you know, it's all this mm -hmm. stuff is the same, except we increase the price, which means more gross profit to us, which means what? It means one more income tax. We now have more gross profit. So because that's today, all in here too, as well. It's like what is what's the income tax? Yeah, um, and impact? income tax is in here. I think what for today, rather than make things too complex, I chose not to include the RFC element. I'm just looking at okay. just a buy here, pay here deal. If we just did 30 buy here, pay here deals a month. Mm -hmm. And if especially if you think about this as a dealer's first year in business, and we're working with some dealers who are about to start in business in the month of December. So, you know, this will certainly be a particularly relevant for them. But the truth would be, this would be the same impact for a dealer. Doesn't matter if you're 10 years in business. If you sell 30 cars a month, you know, every month next year, and you increase the price, then this is the impact of, of, changing that price. So again, everything else across the model is the same. All I did was move the price and, and I could have chosen to have more, um, you know, disparity in there, more difference between the numbers, but I, I just moved, I experimented between, I, I just made a, a cost of $6,000, which doesn't change anything here, except our gross profit, which affects our, mm -hmm. Or taxes, right? And I've got a 35% tax rate in there across the board, obviously. And again, for today, I'm just looking at the first year. I'm just saying, what is it to originate these deals, 30 deals a month, every month for 12 months? What does that mean to us and the difference in does you, do you have something in here for what the average down payment is or any of yeah, that? Yeah, that's okay. down here, 1500 And so again, that doesn't affect... That doesn't affect our gross profit, the amount of down payment. That affects our financing amount, which affects our income that we enjoy from the, mm -hmm. the financing, of course. But it doesn't, um, but it doesn't affect the gross profit, which is the bigger piece of of the the factor here. So you know, we we can really break this down. And again, I would invite all of you who, who are looking at this, you know, come back and join us again next Monday mm -hmm. when Brent Carmichael will be here, and I'm sure we'll. We'll talk about plenty of other things because we've invited him. Oh, and I'm just going to put a little plug in here is go to our YouTube channel and like and subscribe yeah. because all of the video content is there and it's a lot easier to, to search it. Yeah. So if you're enjoying this kind of stuff, that's right now, that's the best place to go like and subscribe. And then you get that content and you can search it there. Yeah. So because so, this is this is one of those episodes that if you're hearing it across to all of the podcast stations, it's audio only. Yeah. Go to the YouTube channel. And, um, and 
Yeah, we look at some, it there. We do some video and some yeah. screen stuff over here. And today, I'll do the best I can to kind of explain what what's being um, what's on the screen, mm -hmm. so that those of you who are listening audibly can uh, you know have a mm -hmm. kind of be able to follow along. But at the end, this is quite simple. What I've mm -hmm. done, and and again. Your numbers could be different, but I think you can go back and do this math yourself. I mean, it's not a it's not a very complex thing. And I think what I shared with um, Hugo, you know, when we had him on the broadcast not long Hugo ago, Hugo Sanchez from Butler yeah, Sanchez, from Butler accounting. Sanchez CPAs. Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking through some of this, I said, you know, all the years I worked with this modeling, I was quite surprised to see that I was working with another client. We had all the numbers locked down, and when I moved the selling price up, the cash required went up. So let's think about that. I mean, you're financing the car, so you're still getting the same amount of down payment from the customer. <laughs> Good morning, Hugo. <laughs> hey, Mr. Sanchez in the house. So, uh, yeah, so Hugo, this will follow on to the conversation we kind of touched on before. And I, I, I simply am, I, again, I kept it super simple. I said, let's let's not pollute it with the RFC element. I, I've got mm -hmm. the RFC discount set at zero over here. And again, down payment is I'm keeping all those things static, cost of car static. We've got our add-ons in there, which is going to be sales tax. Okay. So that means that obviously that's another thing. When we increase the selling price right there, what's that going to do? That's going to increase our sales tax obligation, mm -hmm. right? So now it be, this is the, the two things really. I mean, you can see right away and I, these numbers are kind of small over here on the mm -hmm. right and gray, but the bottom line without an RFC at an $11,000 selling price, the the cash required to fund the operation. Oh, I should explain too. I stripped out all startup costs and all overhead. So I just want to see just the kind of the operational impact, if you will, before we mm -hmm. start to pollute it with those kind of things. So I'm, so you can see that in that first year, for that dealer selling thirty a month and charging two grand more for the the car, while they've they've enjoyed more gross profit. They have the markup on the car, so they're get, they're showing more gross profit. Unfortunately, that relates that translates to them between that and the increased sales tax. There's about seventy three grand more that's required of them than what in sales tax and income tax. That's it. I mean, no, but it's compared to what? Oh, compared to the different selling price. So just changing the selling price from a, on the thirty sales a month, just changing the selling price from eleven thousand dollars to $13,000 made the dealer have to come up with $73,000 more. In a typical month selling? No, across that 12 month period. Across that 12 month, yeah. but um, okay. So it's still, it's cash yeah. that like, how's that money benefiting us? Income tax and sales tax. I mean, we don't really get that back. I suppose in some states you get that's, credit back on a repo. That's like for, a, a collections manager. Yeah. But you can right? see, isn't that, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you're looking at, uh, if, if, if you're able to bring in that much more money, that's paying another person potentially on payroll, isn't it? Right. So yeah. it's, yeah. So it's like, it's just a number that I think it's important for us to consider that one of the things that happens, if you just break this down, like I'm a brand new dealer, I put my cars out mm -hmm. there and I price them higher. It's going to require more cash of me. It's just that simple. Like mm -hmm. that's the part that I think we want to make sure that we don't overlook. And sometimes in these conversations, we, 
we assume that dealers know that and see that. And, and, you know, many who are listening today say, yeah, Jim, I figured that out years ago. You know what I mean? But it's like, but there's a lot of new dealers out there that it's like, you know, you, you see, we see all the time on social that people are throwing out questions, like throwing a whole thing of spaghetti to the wall to see what sticks and you know, what's, what is the thing without really looking at numbers, just what, what is other people, what are other people doing? And, and there's, you know, we, those of you who, who, uh, I've been around for a long time. Sometimes you see advice that you just want to throw your palm to your forehead and go. Yeah, for sure. Ouch. Yeah. I I think, you know, we'll just continue to bring experts to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like I think as we step into 2024, this is among the things that I look forward to analyzing more uh, carefully and Mm -hmm. and thoroughly uh, so that we can help dealers. Cause I know that as a dealer myself, you know, from before, these are the kind of things that were challenging to get to. I mean, how can I know if I price my car higher, you know, what is that going to mean to me in terms of charge off rates? Yeah. You know, success, yeah. you know, all the That's, way to the I end. I mean, of the that loan. really is. That's almost a hundred grand. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and, and, and part of the uh, conversation I listened to, and again, you know, I went back and listened this weekend to the entire um, session that uh, Brent Carmichael and yeah. Jeff Watson moderated with these, um, you know, you're talking this about this was from, again, this was from our all day broadcast we did last March. Right. Um, and, uh, that was one of the topics about, right. uh, the capital panel, capital and, we, panel. And, they, and the mm-hmm. date, the session was really around yeah. enterprise value, how to make yeah. my business more valuable. And, and I don't know if you guys noticed all the people that were there. Um, uh, Jeff Watson was one of the moderators. So mm-hmm. was Brent Carmichael, but there was Jimmy Rambo, and um yeah and Paxton Wright Paxton from Primal Wright. Land. There was Stanton Brown Stanton from Brown. Um, First Horizon. And and those of you who don't know who Stanton Brown is, he's he's deals with big dealers. Yeah, I think you know and, said yeah. finance companies in his case need to be they really only deal with finance companies more than dealers and they really need to be around forty million or, or larger. Yeah. But but you know, that there uh, would yeah. be a stair step. And also Steve Burke. From and Agora, yeah. Steve Burke from Agora and Tim Lawrence from LHP. And Capital Tim Lawrence from LHP. Oh my so gosh. Super rich conversation. Yeah. I mean, these gentlemen really, and, and our moderators did a great job of asking the, the right questions. And it was just really, really important mm-hmm. stuff. And I just clipped a couple of these things because I mm-hmm. remember Steve in that session talking about this matter of LTV and how, you know, he was unequivocal when mm-hmm. he said less gross will mean more profit for you in the long run, be more success for the loan. And so I think, you know, most of us want a scenario where the customer is going to be successful. They're going to be happy with their car. They're going to be referring friends and family, and then we're going to happily trade them into another car, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point. And so, you know, Brent Carmichael mentioned in that session that their history, their data says that only 15% of the consumers make it to the end of the note. Think about that. Only 15 to the very, very, very end. Cause there's a lot of dealers that are pretty smart about, I'm going to trade them in to something yeah. different and all yeah. of that. So, so they that. don't do that. But, um, so he didn't specify how many of them default right? and they didn't get to the end because they defaulted. That's correct. Yeah. We, yeah. so we have here next Monday. We'll, we'll, oh yeah, we can we'll ask them that. Yeah, and, we'll and you, the y'all question. can listen and add your comments and ask questions of, yeah. of, um, Brent. But I think this yeah. is the kind of stuff, like, I just know, like I'm, I'm a bit of an analyst over here. Right. And I've mm-hmm. been around this business a long time and I still find that it's difficult. Um, and, and look, technology is just slow to our industry. That's just a reality, but we're meeting some people who are, 
you know, uh, prepared to take us deep into analytics. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so we want to, you know, harness combination of all the data pools, <clears throat> excuse me, that are out there. And I feel like we have enough experience to ask the right questions on behalf of dealers and try to drill down to the stuff that is going to be most impactful. And I just think for today, that was just a simple thing to try to illustrate to say, look, when we when we raise that price, and again, I picked a $2,000 spread here, you can go back and, and test your own numbers. But mm -hmm. when you raise that price, and, and this is a time for us to be looking at that, you know, at a time that my cost is up, my customers are already struggling payment wise mm -hmm. and you know, their, their, their living expenses are up. Is this a time that I should be charging less gross looking at a longer term deal mm -hmm. and having the customer now I get a better LTV. I, and so one of the things Steve Burke talked about is now you go to your, your lender and you ask for a higher advance. You've got, you've got a healthier LTV by whatever measure the lenders would be using. And so when you, so you would be looking for a little higher advance. And so now you've got uh, a way to, to have a chance for that customer to be successful. Again, for today, we didn't necessarily try to come prove the long-term success of the, the portfolio mm -hmm. performance. It was more about just, there's some hard math there that says, even when everything else is the same, it cost us more cash just by having a higher selling price. So yeah. I think we've covered that. I think we can jump on and then. Okay. Uh, so, so if, if any of you guys have any questions about this, um, uh, please feel free to reach out to 903-816-0216. Also the entire all day long broadcast is in the Institute. So mm -hmm. it's bhphinstitute.com. If you reach out to us, again, bhphinstitute.com. If you reach out to us um, at this number, uh, send Jim a text, we can get you a coupon code to be able to get into it for less than what the listed price is um, on the Institute. So I have coupon codes. I'm going to make you Let's one. <laughs> And and we had a Facebook user ask if we share that spreadsheet. No, it's um, that is it's very proprietary. It's something that Jim has been working on for more than a decade. Um, and so anyone who wants to go through cash flow modeling as well, that's something that we do. Just reach out to us here and we can get that get that set up. Um, yeah, just and, I don't mind saying we, we've been charging $400 yeah. for three virtual sessions mm -hmm. to do cash flow modeling for people. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's not just for people that are new. Um, the the dealer that I was talking about, one of our colleagues that we just did that for, it's because they want to they want to do some increase and, and change a little bit of their model. And so they wanted yeah, to see where the numbers went. Looking at the possibility of some financing. So they're just trying to look at their entire cash flow modeling. And more, more mm -hmm. recently, we've always been able to, or for many years, I've been able to do a related finance company. And more recently, we've been able to add the reinsurance element too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it gets pretty in depth. And so, and, and the reason, frankly, by the way, that we don't share it is because it's just, it was never designed to be user-friendly. There are way too many pieces in there that, you know, a dealer wouldn't know how to change mm -hmm. um, and know where to change yeah. the settings. So, and so it just never was built to be yeah. user-friendly. So again, the uh, those clips came from an all-day-long broadcast we did last March, and it was about enterprise value um, of a dealership. So yeah. um, thanks again to all those panelists who, oh, yeah. you know, and, and of course, Steve uh, Burke, we shared his comments earlier this morning. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, thanks to the panelists who participated in that. And thank you for tuning in today. Look, uh, We'll look for you back here on Wednesday with Maggie. We'll be doing a White oh, Hat Wednesday conversation. She's about, always fun. <laughs> yeah. And so that's White Hat thing is going to be about collections, how to, how to, 
better handle collection calls yeah. in a white hat sort of concept. Exactly. So. All right, everybody, have yourself a great Monday. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, um, again, if you need any help, call or text 903-816-0216. Have, have a great, great day, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.